Caesars Sportsbook is the only sportsbook app with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, every bet brings you closer to the types of perks only Caesars can offer, like hotel stays at over 50 iconic destinations, bonus bets, daily profit boosts, tickets to the game, dining, and so much more. Whether you're a new or existing customer, Caesars Sportsbook is always rewarding. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Caesars Sportsbook. Don't just spectate, participate. At Audi, expectations matter. It's why what's standard on every Audi SUV are features that exceed yours. How we get there matters. The Audi family of SUVs. Progress you can feel. Jake Knapp is the inventor of the design sprint and the New York Times bestselling author of the book Sprint. He's also the co-founder of Character, a venture fund for early stage startups. How and why did you start using Miro? I came from this position of thinking, I don't want to be doing stuff online to thinking now when I do a sprint in person with a company, it's like, we're going to use Miro, even though we're all in the same room, because that's a better way for us to get this work done. As an investor, we're basically investing in their ability to solve problems. We're saying, we think this group of people is going to be able to solve a problem in a really great way and create value by doing it. And actually, you need to give people the tools that can help them make decisions, help them collaborate, help them visualize and see things in a different way. And Miro does all those things. So to me, at least as an investor, I'm thinking, give the team the tools that are going to help them think, that are going to make the most brighten their, their skills as smart folks. And Miro is at the top of that list. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. This is going to be just like senior year except for funner. Welcome back, guys. I'm Kendra. Hi, guys. I'm Mercedes, and this week we're talking about a cheesy love story, the backup plan. The Get backup it? Because plan. he's a cheese man. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Unfortunately, listeners, this is our very last episode of J-Lo Month. We have been talking about J-Lo and her brilliant rom-coms this whole month. And we are wrapping it up with the backup plan. We're very excited yeah. to get into it. Of course, Mercedes, we have to kick it off with our celebrity crush of the week. Who are you crushing on this week? Kendra, I'm all about Oscar Isaac this week. Mm. He he just hosted SNL and he was so good. Yeah. My crush even just it just got bigger. I like I get so giddy when I see his face and when uh. I talk. I wish he had the beard though. I love when he has the beard. Oh, he shaved it for this. Yeah. For this. He shaved oh no. It. He's oh, so beautiful, no. but the beard is so much better. I love those pictures of him where on Twitter everyone was like, he looks like an English professor. Like, he looks so good because he was in sweaters and like corduroy pants yeah. and like all these layers. Oh, my goodness. I love yes. him. Have you seen Scenes from a Marriage? Yes. On HBO. It was heartbreaking. Yeah. Was I love that both him and Jessica went to Juilliard and they knew each other before. That's why their chemistry was just like, oh, wow. Them <laughs> in Cannes. Those the mm. photos on the carpet when he's like grazing her arm with his whole face. I the chemistry, man. The chemistry. Absolutely love it. 
Okay, who am I crushing on this week? I, first of all, I have to give you context <laughs> to why I chose this person because it just sounds like, okay, this is a tacky answer. Chris Evans, who oh TikTok likes to call Christopher Jamal Evans. <laughs> Famously. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there was this TikTok that this girl made detailing why we love him so much. And what she did was she included this montage of all the times that he's helped women to stage to win their award. Like Regina King, when she won, like he'd gone off and he like he offered her his hand. And then like Betty White, too, before she passed away, she won a like she won an award and he like escorted her up on stage. And it's just so sweet. And they like detailed and examined all of his mannerisms and why he did it the correct way and everything. He is sweet. <laughs> we'll have to do a Chris Evans rom-com soon. Oh, yes. I feel like they're all underrated. I went through I a binge of them too. last year. <laughs> And I, I was like, I've never seen, I've never seen these. <laughs> well, he has some pretty good ones. Yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to add that to the list. <laughs> My favorite Chris Evans is Snowpiercer Chris Evans. Ooh, that's a good one. You know who I really like? I actually really like, um, oh gosh, it's this one he did with Alice Eve called he Here Again or Here We Go Again. Something like that. Like he mm-hmm. plays this musician in New York City and he like has oh, a trumpet. He directed that movie. Yeah, he did, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. I really like him in that. I just feel like he's he's actually very versatile and we don't ever see that because we just see him as Captain America, but he actually exactly. is very very talented. Talented man. All right, guys, we're going to slide on into the TLDR. This is a time where we just like to recap the movie for anyone who hasn't seen it. Um if you haven't seen it, you can buy it on Amazon, but I don't know if you really want to pay for it. Let's get into it. <laughs> Of course, in the beginning, we are introduced to the main character, Zoe, played by JLo herself, during a unique doctor's visit. She is in the process of getting artificially inseminated. Now, she's made this decision because it's just something she's always wanted, and after hundreds of failed dates, she just hasn't met the right one. Zoe makes this decision despite the lack of support from her sister and her friends. Now, as she tries to hail a cab after her appointment, she meets the incredibly handsome Stan, played by Alex O'Loughlin. At Chance Encounter, Zoe runs into him again at a farmer's market where we learn that he is a cheese farmer. (laughs) Zoe, being the skeptic that she is, really doesn't like Stan at first, but is quickly charmed over by him through his talks of his past, his future dreams, and just kind of getting to know him a bit better. But things take a turn for the worse when Zoe finds out that she's pregnant and tells Stan during a weekend getaway at his farm. Of course, as most men do, he doesn't receive the news well, (laughs) but eventually comes around with the help of advice from a fellow dad he meets at a park, played by Anthony Anderson. It's only after Stan decides to say that they learn they're actually having twins, which is just like such a big thing. (laughs) Zoe and Stan try to adjust to life together as a new couple and soon to be parents, just realizing that they're going to have like so many kids and everything. It's just, it's a, it's a lot and i feel like zoe kind of gets very insecure about that and pushes stan away now like in all classic rom-coms she realizes how much of an idiot she's being and rushes back to win him right when her water breaks oh my goodness (laughs) i feel like the heart of this movie is about doing everything out of order so naturally after the twins are born sam proposes to zoe and discover they might be right back on the pregnancy journey (laughs) so this is a 2010 film written by kate angela who also wrote Sex Tape, and is directed by Alan Pohl, who also directed episodes of The Newsroom and Six Feet Under. We always like to talk about, like, industry facts. I know you got a ton, Mercedes, so lay them on me. So, you may be watching, and you think, Zoe's apartment building looks super familiar. Yeah. And then it comes to you. She's neighbors with Carrie Bradshaw. The Stop. Iconic, yeah. Are you the serious? Iconic, That's the same building? 
It's the, no, it's she's two doors down. So the Sex and the City building is they're both on Perry Street. So one okay. is like 66 and then one is like 70 and Perry Street. But Carrie Bradshaw famously lives on the Upper East Side, even though we all know this is in the village, in the West <laughs> Village. You can go see it. And I immediately I like once I saw her walking down that street, mm-hmm. I, I knew Carrie Bradshaw was right down the road. I was like, huh? OK, <laughs> it's like Perry and Bleecker. Yeah, And I also famously lived on Bleecker my first year in New York in grad housing. So I was like, I, kn- I know. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I don't know if the listeners know, Mercedes, you used to live in New York. So you are you are a New York pro. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. So when Zoe is in bed reading a book with Stan, she's reading the book What to Expect When You're Expecting. And it's funny because J-Lo also starred in that movie, which I actually really like that yeah. rom-com. I feel like we should add it to our list. Ensemble. It has like... So this whole ensemble has like Cameron Diaz, Chris Rock. It's hilarious. I love the part with the dads, but we won't talk about <laughs> yes, that. Yes, Chase Crawford's in it. He, oh my gosh. Yannick <laughs> Hendricks in it too. I, I really love that. Oh my goodness. No, I was going to say, this also coincidentally tells the story of Zoe having twins. And J-Lo had her twins two years prior to this coming out. Yeah. And I... I'm a, like a twin family. There's seven sets on my mom's side. So Whoa. I know a lot about twins. My younger brothers are twins who were actually born, I think, the year before J-Lo's twins. Stop. Are you serious? Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of twins. So every time I see a story about twins, I'm like, I know. I know a lot about this. Yeah. There's so many circle. twins in my family that every year they take a twin picture at like family gatherings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cute, though. That's really cool. Yeah. You know, twins run in my family as well, but not. I don't know how many sets there are. I just know like pretty much all like most of my aunts have twins. But oh twin girls specifically. Maybe we'll have twins, both of us. I would love that, but I would I like. I want twins. <laughs> I would like a fraternal twins. I'd like a, a boy and a girl. Yeah. Just to, you know. Like I said, kill two birds with one stone. Exactly. You know what's so funny, though, that I actually saw with this? So the screenwriter, Kate Angelo, and Jayla were both kind of pregnant around the same time, and they met during a post-birth aerobics class. So that's how they had, like, personal ties to this film. Isn't that so That's like Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Yeah. That's how right? the moms met. Yeah. That's cute. <laughs> this was J-Lo's return to movies because mm-hmm. she'd been a mom for a couple years. She had released, I think, one or two albums during that time off. So this was her, I think, I read that she had a lot of pressure and, like, a fear of judgment coming back to acting, which I really? mean, I would too. Yeah, after years off, I'd be scared. Well, I felt like this, yeah, I think it was five years that she took a break. Oh and I think this was a nice, this was a nice film to to make your reappearance. Yeah, it's so fun. Yeah, exactly. But now, guys, we got to move into Time Capsule. We always just like to recap where we were at the time that this movie came out and what we were doing. So yeah, this movie came out in 2010, which was 12 years ago. What were you doing, Mercedes? Okay, so I do not remember the first time I saw it, but I can almost guarantee that it was on the E! Network because that's where I watch most rom-coms that are (laughs) that I don't have on DVD or anything. Right? Those are all, that's where I get my binge because they always have them marathoning. It's either the Kardashians or a rom-com on Mm -hmm. E! And for that, I respect them because I love reality TV and I love rom-coms. Yeah. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So this is very weird. I was a huge film buff growing up and that's why I studied film in college. Like all through college, I was a huge film buff. And I think it's just like, as I've gotten older and I can't keep up with the times, I've kind of like... It's hard. It's hard to keep up. It's hard. Exactly. But it's so funny because the year before this movie came out in 2009, my New Year's resolution was to write down every single movie that came out that year that I saw a trailer for. I I watched a lot of TV. So I was always seeing movie trailers. And so... 
I'm pretty sure like during this era, I saw it like right when it came out. I used to spend, okay, I had a I had a, a little part-time job in high school where I worked at my church's nursery. I did that like a couple mm-hmm. times a month. I don't know. I'd make like 50 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> and I would spend all of it at freaking Walmart in the $5 DVD section. And so I have mm-hmm. all of these DVDs and a lot of them are from 2010. I think it's because that like era was a time that I just bought the most movies. So I actually have it on DVD right here. <laughs> oh my gosh. Kendra, yeah. I used to do the same thing at Target. And then I loved the DVDs that were like two in one movies. So it'd be like, this is for girls night. And then being <laughs> yeah. girls and like tending my hate about you. Exactly. I loved those. Oh my goodness. Yeah. It's so funny. I also remember, too, during that year, like, I was getting ready to get the hell out of high school. Like, I guess you were a senior. Yeah, I was a senior in high school. I could not wait. And this movie came out in April. And I just remember, like, this movie came out a month after I learned that I got into Syracuse University. So I was literally plotting my escape. I was like, how do I just make it through the next few months of high school? Like, I remember during graduation, I literally walked across the the aisle like got my diploma and then left like i was not about it oh my goodness (laughs) i was like i don't care about this i just needed this so i could go to new york and go start my new life like (laughs) i love that you were ready to go i was ready to go exactly i I was in eighth grade so i Mm. was finishing up middle school i was Mm -hmm. 14 and i've mentioned this crush before but um, he was in, in our Valentine's Day episode, he was a 10th oh, grader yeah. and I had the biggest crush on him. And oh, my goodness, last week I just discovered I one of those rare times that I go on Facebook, I discovered that he's engaged now. And I texted oh, my really? best friend, Kaylee, and I was like, oh, my God, he's engaged. <laughs> she was like, how did you how do you know this? And I was oh, like, wow. Yeah. So it made me reminisce watching this, knowing that it came out in 2010. Exactly. That was like the peak of my crush. So. Wait, remind me this. Did you go to one of those schools where middle school and high school were combined? Yeah, I did. Okay, okay. Yeah. (laughs) So it was like one of the benefits is you get to see all the high schoolers when you're like 13, 14. So I had such like I wasn't even looking at boys in my grade because also I went to such a school small school. Like there were like 80 kids in my grade and I knew them from sixth grade to senior year. So that's you just you're numb to them by the end. So I was always looking at the grades above. Like I remember in ninth grade, my Mm -hmm. best friend and I, we were so in love with like four of the athlete senior boys. (laughs) <laughs> they played like every sport and we just thought they were so cool and so tall and like so beautiful we would join clubs just so we could like be around them yeah <laughs> I loved yeah that's so cute oh my gosh <laughs> it's making me reminisce I you know I will say I don't I don't I don't miss high school I don't necessarily miss that year I just kind of gloss over it when I reminisce about it I'm just like that was a time where I just really needed to just be done <laughs> yeah, if I didn't have my group of friends I would have had a miserable high school experience so like thank mm-hmm. goodness for my fun. yeah thank you friends all the friends i carry us <laughs> thank you yeah. <laughs> all right guys it's time for the rom-com hall of fame yes. of course though mercedes we always gotta roast this movie which i just want to preface this with while i have a lot of roast for this movie i i still very much liked it so <laughs> i had a good time watching it's yeah. not a movie that i think i'd rewatch often okay but i'm glad i i got the chance again my main thing as per usual with these yes. J-Lo rom-coms. Oh, gosh. Is J-Lo Man. white? <laughs> is she ethnically ambiguous? Uh, looking at her grandma, looking at her, her like, sister. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It confuses me every time. I do not know why this woman always has to be white or just like 
a not Latina. Like that's the mm-hmm. thing. I'm. It's so easy to just make her Latina. Like, yeah, exactly. It's like I was about to be like Mercedes. Let's play the game. Guess what? ethnicity J Lo is in this movie. Like <laughs> one of the top Letterbox comments was just, "Is J Lo white again?" Yeah. <laughs> and again, that's so true. But then also too, like she gives birth to white children, like the gingers. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't think genetically that is. I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I, don't I mean, <laughs> the ginger, the redhead gene is strong from mm-hmm. what I've heard. That it very much is. Gene. Yeah. So it's very funny because in the in the opening of this movie, we see that she asks one of her friends for his sperm. It's Eric Christian yeah. love. And I'm just curious, Mercedes, if you have a friend in your life, you don't have to say their name or anything. But I'm curious if you have a friend in your life who you would ask for their sperm to make a baby with like what are what's their personality type type what's their what's their characteristics what do you like about them i will preface this with did you know sperm donors unless you know the person like just a random sperm donor the one of the requirements is they have to be six feet or taller really just one of yeah one of my friends did research on this in our grad program for just a paper and that's what we learned and we were shocked why I, I think it's just one of those things. It's some weird height thing. It's like any person who puts their height requirement on like a dating app, I guess. That's kind of, I don't know how I feel. It's shame. <laughs> I, th- I think it's shaming. And I'm also somebody who's tall, who looks for taller guys anyway. But I still think it's pretty shady that they would do that. I wonder if they do that because they know that's a huge requirement for women like I height. Think so. And so they're just like, no one will want sperm if they find out all of these guys are 5'5". Five five. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So with that in mind, I'm really trying to think of like tall people I know and like tall guys I know. I I have a friend from college who I think I would ask just because he's like gorgeous. Yeah. Like on the very like superficial level, I think mm-hmm. I would go with that. Because I'm like, if I'm the one raising it, I'm I'm smart. I have I have a funny personality. You're good and <laughs> you'll good be good with that. So let's go with the beautiful man. Yeah. Well dang, I had an answer, but now I feel like I have to change it based off of that. I I too have a friend from college who he was very handsome and just always wondered why he was nice to me. And I realized like after getting to know him better, I know just because like, well, guys who look like him are not nice to girls. Just like they're just not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like that yeah. classic. Was he ugly growing up? That's usually what happens. Oh, no. You know what it was? He was just raised really well. He was just I learned after like meeting his parents and just becoming friends with him all through college. He was just raised very well. He's very well mannered. Um, He's funny. He's just an incredibly kind person, really generous, really thoughtful. And so I'd want, mm-hmm. yeah, if I had if I had to ask a friend for sperm, I would ask him. I love that. <laughs> it's so funny. Anytime I see, like, really hot guys with personalities, I'm like, you must have been ugly, like, in middle school or something. Like, there's no other way. Like, you had to have, like, an uh, at least an ugly year just yeah. to, like, gain some type of personality. Huh. No, he, I mean, I don't, I don't think, he, like, if you saw him, you're like, he's a Greek god. he's beautiful okay but back to the roasting this movie i just have to say this is a movie that i feel like i would rewatch i do rewatch it's it's one of it's not not up there but i do put it on from time to time i hate that it opens up on jlo's feet i i i hate feet i cannot stress this enough the lack of pedicure and i know that's in her inner monologue like oh i should have gone my yeah you should have yeah but like it just proves like no one has cute feet, not even freaking JLo. I literally yeah. believe that. I think I think all feet should be covered at all times. Like I will wear open toe shoes, but be fully aware that like my feet are not cute, even though like 
I ha- they're done and everything. Like I yeah. just don't like feet. I know some people have like a foot fetish. I have a foot yeah, phobia. I just think they're gross. Honestly, the second I see, I hope I never see like Chris Evans' feet. Like I don't ever want it because it, it automatically really changes like my opinion about you. It yeah. really does. <laughs> I I completely understand that. I am a firm believer in the fact that men shouldn't wear sandals. Yep. Just because I don't I don't want to see it. Every yeah. the, everyone's feet kind of look like Voldemort's feet. Like every man's. <laughs> yes, 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 exactly. <laughs> oh my god, that's the best description ever. That is what it is because they don't know how to take. But even if they yeah. do, they're so weird. Like toes just grow weird. I don't know exactly. What <laughs> and everyone's toes look different. I I completely understand this. Okay, good. I thought it was just me because I literally and then sometimes too, I'm talking to you, cute guy. And I see these. I like can't. I like have to be like. Like staring, like I can like, look just at keep... shoes a lot, mm-hmm. like on guys. Is that one of the first things you look at? Okay, so it's not shoes. So the reason that my eyes kind of divert to shoes is because my favorite body part on men are calf muscles, and so they're already Ooh, so big. close to the feet. I know, I know. I love <laughs> it's risky oh business. God. I love calf muscles. Mercedes, let me not get started on that because that's, that's a whole. So, <laughs> so then I feel like my eyes just kind of like scroll. They're like what's going on over that's there that's hilarious i have a friend who like automatically looks at guys shoes and that's how she like she won't talk to guys if they're wearing bad shoes that that's very interesting okay mm-hmm. <laughs> what other rules do you have i know you have one more. so yeah i have a couple more one of mine it's small but it's the single mom support group the water birth scene which i think is mm-hmm. funny and it but there are some interesting elements of it that i wish just weren't there and it's the drumming and the chanting that rubs me the wrong way because it just feels culturally insensitive. It's supposed to be comedic. So it's really mocking like spiritual traditions from different mm-hmm. cultural backgrounds. And it's supposed to be like this comedic, absurd moment. And it's just not my favorite. I think there's other ways that this could have been a comedic scene. I like when like the three of those are just like the three women are just like singing and swaying. That's so funny. And just like the shouting, like any like loud noises. And like when JLo falls in the pool, like those oh things are gosh. like classically just so funny. funny. Like physical comedy is so funny. You don't need yeah. to like appropriate in some way. Hmm. And Because other than that, I really like the support group. I think they're really cute. And I think like <laughs> Raising babies in like a community like that is really precious and like special. <laughs> yeah, that's those are just elements of it that make me uncomfy. Yeah, I think too for the listeners who haven't seen this movie, Melissa McCarthy is also in this movie. Oh, and so funny! <laughs> she is so funny in it. She's absolutely amazing. Okay, I feel like this is a big roast that we often gloss over, especially in rom coms. Can we talk mm. about the fact that Stan was basically stalking Zoe in the beginning, like at mm. meeting, and then she gets out of the cab. He, like, follows her onto the subway that he basically chases after her as she's walking out of the subway. And I just feel like some people might call that harassment. And then Follows he calls her to her, her workplace? Yeah, exactly. He calls her twice at her workplace and then just shows up when he doesn't hear back from her. Like, that's... And I feel like if he wasn't cute, he wouldn't get away with this. But I also feel like in this day and age, even if you are cute, you're still not getting away with that. That's just harassment. (laughs) That is sketchy behavior. And so many rom-coms gloss over that and call it like, Mm -hmm. oh my goodness, persistent. I'm like, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. You need to listen (laughs) to the person that you are pursuing. (laughs) And the persistence doesn't mean anything if you're making people uncomfortable. Exactly. You know what? Okay, I have to tell you about this troll comment that I got on one of my TikTok videos. I was talking about a dating app and how I don't like dating apps and mm-hmm. I'll probably never use one again. And this and the, we were I was just I said something about how, you know, I, I just wish there were better men on dating apps. And some person, of course, with no profile picture, no followers or nothing, oh. was like, uh, good men are on subways and and buses, but y'all call it catcalling. 
And I was like, mm, oh my God. That is not the one or the two. That's not it. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, absolutely not. That is the best. Not it. <laughs> talking about catcalling, the best catcall I ever got. One time I'm walking down the street with my friend. And we get saluted by this random man. He just salutes us in the street. And I was like, that is, that's the best cat call I've ever gotten. No Respect. words, nothing. Just salute. <laughs> Respect. Okay, one of the best cat calls I got was actually when I was in Israel. I took a mission trip there with my church. And a guy approached, my, a, a man approached my uh, youth group leader and wanted to exchange a, a cow for me. And I was just very flattered. I was like, wow, I'm worth a an entire cow. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, okay. Um, okay. Wow. My last one too is I feel like this has more to do with me than it does with the movie, but mm-hmm. I can hear ADR from a freaking mile away. And just yeah. Our, yeah, just for our listeners who don't know what ADR is, it stands for automated dialogue replacement. It's just essentially when you, you let's say you rap on a project and the audio isn't correct, so you have to go into a studio and re-record your lines. So yeah. most of the time, the camera is not on the face of the actor speaking because they can't get the lips to match up just right. But there are so many moments in this movie where I can just hear the ADR so well. And it's because I was trained by the head of our TV department at a previous job. And he would just like watch playbacks and catch it immediately. He was on another level. And now I feel like I'm on that level because I can literally hear it in everything. I was like, that was ADR. That was recorded afterwards. That was not the same room tone. Like it. <laughs> if any listeners out there love reality TV, I urge you to learn more about ADR because it makes the whole watching experience so much better. Because you're like, oh no, that was yeah. recorded later. That's yeah, not real. Exactly. That didn't happen then. And it's I caught it too. There's one point where they don't cut away from Stan's face, and it's just ADR playing, and his mouth is just moving. And I, I for a moment, I was like, is this a foreign film? What's happening? Is this dubbed? <laughs> You know, sometimes they do that because they didn't get the coverage that they needed in order to oh do the ADR properly. Because that's why most of the time when ADR is happening, you see the you see the reaction of the person that they're talking to mm-hmm. rather than the actual person. So sometimes when they don't have that footage, they're forced to just try to get the lips to sync it's up true. correctly. And this work. was filmed like half in New York, even though the scenes in New York look like a fake New York because then some of it was studio. So in my head, I'm like, what? Which parts were New York, really? Because some of this are... <laughs> it's I can tell you what was fake New York. The fact that it's pouring rain when she gets into her cab and by the time she gets off the subway, her hair her is done. Point. It's all sunny and bright. Like, the street isn't even wet. I was like, come on now. It was just pouring down rain. <laughs> You've never rain and then suddenly have beautiful hair walking off the subway? Well, I mean, <laughs> you know. <laughs> all right, guys. I just, I want to know, Mercedes, what was one of your favorite quotes of this movie? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so one of my favorite quotes is actually in the water birth scene. And the woman giving birth is like, Don't you move, Zoe. You're my focal point. And I just think that's so funny because all Zoe wants to do is leave the room and, like, get out of there. And they're like, no, you're her focal point. And I just, that's so funny. She's like, what does that mean? Exactly. (laughs) Not to bring the mood down, but just, like, one of mine was a bit more serious. So when she first joins the support group, she has this line where she says, I thought I'd be married with kids by now, but that's just not happening. So guess it's time for my backup plan. Which is kind of like an introduction to this whole movie. Yeah. And I just feel like that's exactly how I feel Mercedes. I just, 
I thought I would be married by 25. I thought I'd have kids by 27. I remember thinking in high school, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to date so much in college because I'm just, I'm just misunderstood here in high school and kids don't get me. I'm going to go to college and meet my people. And then when I graduated from college, I was like, I'm going to be in LA where it's all people who have the same passion and drive and motivation as me. And now I'm almost 30 and I've still like never had a serious relationship or been in love. And I'm just like, I never saw my life going like this. And it's so funny because when I reflect back on my younger self, I'm like, the younger version of me would be so impressed with like what I've done with my life and how I've lived my life. But I also feel like a big part of them would be really disappointed, too, because it's like I'm still feeling the same way that I was when I was like 12, when I was 15, Mm -hmm. when I was 25. You know, it's like those feelings around love haven't changed. And so I don't know if I'm at the point where I would go as far as to get artificially inseminated by myself as much as I want kids. But, you know, it is something that I've been like, like, what is my backup plan? You know, what's my backup plan if love doesn't happen? I've had this conversation so many times with different friends at different ages, too. And this has come up so much, I think, especially in the last couple of years where things have just not gone to plan for anyone on yeah. earth. So I think a lot of people just have time to think about this. Yeah. And it brings it, I don't know, I, I also think like 20, the 20s are like such a stressful time for anyone just because you're really trying to figure out and like redefine those plans that you made when you were younger. And like really not trying to listen to the negative voice in your head that's like, you should be doing more, you should be much more than this and it's really hard not to listen to it and like to get bogged down from it because it feels like such a heavy weight but I completely understand you know yeah and I hear you and (laughs) I'm here for you thanks Mercedes I appreciate you (laughs) so you gotta tell me would you swipe right or left on this movie if it came up on your tinder feed I would swipe right. Like I said, it's not a movie I would rewatch but I had a good time you know Mm -hmm. and it's a type of match if I match with this movie, I would never message it, but it would let the match sit there. And I'd be like, yeah, you're there if I yeah. want to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just have it in your back pocket for a rainy exactly. day. Exactly. <laughs> okay. I would also swipe right on this movie. I am the exact opposite of you. I do watch this often. That's why I have it like on DVD. <laughs> I love that you have it on DVD. <laughs> I watch it often. I also laugh hysterically at Melissa McCarthy's character. I think she's hilarious. But Something you'll notice about me and like the listeners will notice more as we talk more about rom-coms is I love rom-coms where you get to see into the relationship, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to only coming together at the end. So I know you like the enemies to to lovers trope. Yeah. I don't love it, right? Because you see them like hating each other most of the time. I like so if if you think about like okay, going the distance or fever pitch or pretty and peak or you yeah, know, it's movie. all about the trajectory of the relationship. Exactly, and I like that. That's what I prefer, and those are the kind of rom coms I gravitate towards. And so I feel like that's why I like this movie so much, and I rewatch it as opposed to other movies where you know they don't even know that they exist the entire movie, and then at the end it's like this big thing. So. I just like to see it to relationships. I'm nosy. That's what it is. Oh, my gosh. I'm so nosy, too. I love it. I totally, I totally get that. It's fun to see inside people's relationships. 100%. Absolutely. Well, welcome, guys, to Couples Therapy. Mercedes and I just like to give dating advice for the characters on how they can improve their relationship. But first, Mercedes, I want to ask you. So there's a scene in here where Stan asks Zoe about her first kiss and her best kiss. And I want to hear about yours. Oh, my goodness. My first kiss is, was uneventful. It was unexciting. <laughs> like normal. It's just awkward as per usual for people. Yeah. And then my best kiss. 
That's so hard. Mm. I don't want to put a label on best kiss yet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want that to be like, that's my best kiss. Because I'm yeah. I'm only 26. There's so many kisses <laughs> left to have. But I, I think right that. now, maybe like a really good memorable kiss for me was like a New Year's kiss I had in college hmm. in L.A. That was a really good. That was, <laughs> that was a really was good because it was here. <laughs> yeah. How about you? Okay, so my first kiss was uh, with my neighbor, Anthony. I just remember being like, he tasted really salty. Is that how all kisses are? Are they like salty like that? Yeah, and it was so awkward. It was so awkward. They're always so awkward. They're so awkward because you're like, what am I? I don't know what to do. But you know what? I'm actually a very good kisser. I haven't kissed anyone in a really long time, but I am a very good kisser. Hell yeah. (laughs) Okay, so we like to just, obviously give dating advice and i feel like there needs to be a lot of communication between stan and zoe am i right yeah 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 okay the communication is the biggest issue with these two i stresses me out yeah and i feel like they get so Mm -hmm. angry with each other right off the back and then just like storm out and i feel like they need to it's it's okay to walk away and take a breath but come back in and write like i don't know i just i don't like how they just leave in anger in the moment i don't feel like that is a healthy way to resolve problems but I just wish they would, like, take a breath and try to process. And I also just hope for Zoe, too, that she lets go of those insecurities she has, that instinct to just push Stan away, you know? I Okay, I saw this. <laughs> sorry, this is a TikTok. I saw this TikTok <laughs> audio that talks about how people who have been single for a really long time are the hardest people to love because they've already created this life with just themselves that you have to give them a really good reason to want to integrate you into their lives. And... I can very much see that with Zoe. Like, she's been so strong and independent her whole life. And so it's hard for her to accept the help. But I just hope that she gets to a place where she feels comfortable, you know? And she learns to communicate her feelings and express them properly. And the same thing with Stan, too, right? Because he, like, expresses himself by, like, cooking pancakes in the middle of the night. And that's, like, very... (laughs) so wild. If I woke up to that, I'd be so stressed. I'd be like, I need to talk. I know. Yeah. (laughs) I think, like, a, a problem... Or, like, something that I'm hesitant to root for in this love story and really support them wholeheartedly is the fact that the whole their whole relationship so far is really driven by, like, calling it quits and then coming back together. Mm-hmm. And I don't like how, like, consistently fragile they are. And mm. all these minor miscommunications really stress me out. And they seem really stressful on them. That's a lot of... I, and the whole time I was like, these twins are going to be the most stressful twins because yeah. their whole pregnancy has been so up and down. Mm-hmm. And it's so clear that Chloe has... Not Chloe. <laughs> Zoe has, like, problems with trust and fears mm-hmm. of abandonment from experiences with, like, loss in, early in her life. And she's so ready to push Stan away at any hesitation or any anything he says or anything that he doesn't say. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't sit right with me. And I don't know. He's really showing up for her in a lot of ways that I don't think most men would. If most oh, men yeah. heard that the girl that they're casually dating for a few dates is already pregnant with twins. Yep. I I think most men would and be like they're not mine bye (laughs) you know what I mean yeah and he he's that's really impressive and really commendable but I think the fact that toward the beginning he tells her and opens up to her about like being bad at follow-through good at ideas bad at follow-through 
really yeah. lingers in her mind. It would linger in mine. Mm-hmm. I'd be terrified. Yeah. I like how much of this re- this relationship would be a good idea till it's bad follow through for him. You know that would. So I understand her fear, but I know he turns it around with the farm and ta- farm to table restaurant business that he does. Yeah. So he does grow from that. Their communication is so horrible. <laughs> you know, one of the best pieces of dating advice I got from someone was uh, when someone tells you who they are, believe them the first time. Exactly. Right? And I feel like that is very, you know, as I reflect back on <laughs> my previous relationship, I was like, yeah, I should have I should have believed it when he said all these things because then I could have saved myself a little bit of heartache, you know. <laughs> when Stan describes the Zoe cheese as stubborn. Overly suspicious and distrustful of men. I was like, okay, so he described he described me. Not as extreme as Zoe, I hope not. But yeah. I mean, I did when I heard it. I was like, and what's wrong with that? Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny because it's. I feel like when we're talking about their love languages. Like, Stan definitely needs words of affirmation because you can yeah. see that the moments that he gets angry with Zoe the most are when she's using his words against him, right? Mm-hmm. So he's like, hey, I'm going to stay. And she's like, well, you can go if you want to. Just, like, pushing him in that way. And just, like, keep, like, just reiterating that over and over. I think that really gives us kind of a clue that he really needs words of affirmation. And I think he gives acts of service. And you can see that by, like, him getting her takeout and just, like, cooking for her and getting in the stroller and helping her with her dress and just he does a lot for her and she she needs it right like <laughs> she's pregnant with twins <laughs> okay this is a little side note listeners if you hear a dog barking i'm dog sitting which goes with this movie because zoe owns a pet store so if you hear a dog it, it's just it's for the theme you know it's for the theme <laughs> <laughs> but yes back to their love languages i totally agree stan gives acts of service from the very beginning you could see that he's really trying to prove his commitment to zoe through what he does for her yeah. the stroller is so good and even like the fact that he reads all the baby books and he's in night school and working too like that's mm-hmm. a lot to do yeah. and commendable for him he's trying to learn as much as he can i think he needs words of affirmation because yeah. like you said his words get twisted around in Zoe's head a lot. And I think he just needs encouragement back and positive words. And he needs to, he wants to hear how loved he is and that he's also supported in that way. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like when it comes to Zoe's love language, like she needs acts of service, right? She needs that support just because she's pregnant, but because she needs rest from being so strong and independent her whole life. Something I've been reflecting on is when you are single, and you're strong and independent, like, you don't get to turn that off. That is mm-hmm. something that, you, it's, it's just, it's on all the time. You always have yeah. to be strong. You always have to be independent. And I feel like, personally, for me, Zoe's struggle in a different way because I feel very much like I just want to rest. I just need rest from being strong and independent. I want to be soft, and I want to be gentle, and I want to be calm. But it's hard because I don't have anyone in my life supporting me. So it's like I don't get that option to just, like, rest and stop. Like, I always, if I don't do something, it doesn't get done. And yeah. so I need to always be on. And so I, I get that that's why she needs acts of service. Like she just needs help. But I also feel like she gives physical touch, right? Like mm-hmm. all the times that she kisses him and like holds his hand and all these things. And I feel like she gives physical touch. So I'm curious what you think. Yeah, I think physical touch is a big theme in this movie. Yeah. Um, you could see it from the get-go. They have really good chemistry. They do. So I'm glad that it follows through more so than just like physical connection but we definitely needs acts of service and really Mm -hmm. deserves it and i completely agree with you 
independent women rarely get a break. Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, and she wants Stan to really show up for her and prove it through his actions. And it takes a lot for her to gain for to like give somebody her trust, mm-hmm. which is completely valid right for anyone. So. Exactly. And yeah, but once she really acknowledges the way that he's like put in the time, she really accepts him. Mm -hmm. And I really love that. And I think she also, in addition to physical touch, I think she also gives acts of service because Mm -hmm. in the way that like we learn about how she changed careers from corporate to really caring for animals and like owning this pet store and having her sweet little nuts, her dog. I love her dog. (laughs) And yeah, like she's so caring and we see that with like her grandma as well. Yeah, she just seems to forget that she needs and also deserves care too. Yeah. So I want her to remember that. Exactly. I, you know, we were talking about how a lot of rom-coms don't have a lot of character development. You're like, these characters don't know each other. I feel like we... No, we know Stan Zoe pretty well, but I also feel like they know each other pretty well. So with that being said, I asked the million dollar question. Do you think this couple lasts in five years? I think they do. Stan is really committed from the get-go for Zoe. Even if yeah. we say that it, the persistence is a little, a little much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if Zoe can learn to trust him specifically, then I say yes. Mm-hmm. Like, if he's willing to stay with some random woman they're at this like home water birth and like be there and like hold the mirror (laughs) then he's in it for the long haul you know like that takes that takes a lot (laughs) i feel like i agree with you i feel like if they can survive what they went through they can survive anything that is no small feat so i definitely see them lasting in five years and i'm looking forward to the backup plan too yeah with the third baby (laughs) (laughs) all right guys welcome to heartthrob we always just like to gush about uh our favorite people in the movie but first i'm curious mercedes of everyone in this movie who are you taking home to introduce to your friends and your family oh my goodness kendra i (laughs) am taking inspiration from you from last week and i'm taking Nuts the dog home. Yeah, He is so precious. I love Nuts. Every time they would like zoom in on him and he's like basically talking to Zoe. (laughs) I love those moments. And Zoe can come along too because, you know, I I adore J-Lo and I adore this pup. You like all of her characters. It's really fun. I love that. (laughs) Okay. So I'm actually switching it up this week because I feel like for the past few weeks, I have not been impressed with our lead men in rom-coms. Yeah. So I really like Stan. I just feel like he's a... He's a type of combination of strength and ease that I really desire in a man. Ooh. Like, I want a guy who can fix a leaking pipe, but also come to bed and just, like, hold me ever so gently. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he's a perfect combination of both. And also, too, I'm just so tired of insecure, weak men. Like, I, yeah. if you are insecure, go to therapy. Don't project Rick that me. onto women and degrade them and minimize them. And because don't make they, it women's work to fix you and yeah. like to give you these things that you should be learning in therapy. Exactly. Exactly. And while we never actually saw Stan in therapy, like I felt like he had like he just had this kind of confidence about himself and like who he was self-aware. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I really appreciate that about him. And it just seems so rare. Now. Would you date would you date a farmer? Would you live on the farm? Okay. If he is an Irish farmer, yes, one hundred percent. That's very specific. An Irish farmer, I would because they're just like it's just a simple way of life. They're just so it's That's just very so... wild mountain time of you. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I would I would date an Irish farmer. How about you? I 
would I I think I would date a farmer, you know, in the finale of Euphoria. Like, I want to live on a farm. Yeah. I was melting at that. But it also, if you ever watch the Selena movie, this still goes along with the the J-Lo month. Um, If you ever watch the Selena movie, there's a scene where Selena's like, let's live on a farm with chickens and goats. I'll be friends. And then soon after that is the end of the movie where she is murdered so i think there's like something about like a farm and like mm-hmm. envisioning a farm for me brings me back to that and it just pictures selena and it just makes me sad so i don't uh-huh. know i would love goats and dogs yes. if i could have a farm of goats and dogs and i wouldn't call it a farm just because i'd be scared <laughs> for the fate I, I do really like animals um so yes i would have i would have a farm with pretty much everyone horses pigs the lot all right we says we're going to play mary smooch ghost so we have stan clive from the pet store and then Andy anderson's character the playground dad so who would you marry <laughs> i know i know we don't know his name who would you marry who would you smooch and who would you ghost okay i would marry stan mm-hmm. honestly i would ghost anthony anderson playground dad just because mm-hmm. i didn't like all the things he was saying about fatherhood i don't i don't like the whole bit of like oh yeah it's so much work for dads this is so miserable and then it cuts to like a bunch of single moms being like this is such a spiritual experience like mm-hmm. can we have some i don't know it reminds me of the like, whole sitcom dad of being like yeah i hate my life i hate my kids i hate my wife type of thing yeah. and that just makes me roll my eyes but Okay, I digress. <laughs> I guess I would smooch Clive from the pet store, but he's not really my type. I hear you. Okay, so yeah, I would uh, 100% marry Stan. I would smooch Anthony Anderson playground dad just because I, I thought he was so funny. Like that part where his He is so funny. The, oh, oh my God. With the, you know what? With you the turn, so he's funny. like, I this. <laughs> Go ahead. He's so good in Kangaroo Jack. Do you remember that movie? Yeah, I don't think I ever saw it. <laughs> really? You never I seen know. I know. I think oh, Andy Ayers is hilarious. Um, yeah, and then, of course, I'm, I'm ghosting Clive. So, sorry, Eric Christian Olsen. So I really like you. I know. <laughs> so, listeners, before we wrap it up, we always love to bring in a pop culture moment. So, I feel like, okay, this is a fun fact about me. I watch an episode of South Park every single day. I have for, oh, like, wow. the past two years. I know. I, I love South Park. It just... It is hilarious, and it just it makes me a better person. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> I love that. So there's a, one of my favorite episodes is this episode where uh is just like not behaving, and so his mom tries to go to all these like nanny TV shows. You know, you remember those like nanny TV oh, yeah. shows? Yeah. And none of them are working, so they call in Caesar some uh, Caesar Milan, who's a dog trainer, and it's just wow. funny because in this movie he is the one giving the talk in the pet store yeah. when Stan yeah. first shows and up. And then Stan's reading the book to the babies at the end. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. his book. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So I just thought that was funny to to see that because that's like. It's it's a funny episode. If you haven't seen it, it's it's I think it's season ten, episode seven, maybe. I have like ever... every season memorized too. It's oh my really... God. That's so impressive. <laughs> I love that. Did yeah. you ever watch the Caesar Milan dog show? I didn't. No, I'm not I a huge to... reality TV fan. <laughs> I used to watch it with my mom because I think it was on TLC or like Animal Planet, and those were like our jams back in yeah. the day. We loved it. Yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah. goodness. <laughs> okay, so. Zoe and Stan both have very wholesome careers, like pet shop owner, cheese man, very sweet. 
And over the holidays, I started following this bot on Twitter called the Hallmark Movie Bot, who creates different romance plots with the most random careers like yarn shop owner or commitment phobic violin maker. (laughs) And we know that rom-coms are notorious for having like very wholesome or like cool girl careers. So Kendra, I want to know what your dream rom-com career was if you were a rom-com lead. Oh, wow. Oh, gosh. Okay. I think it would have something to do with weddings or babies i would want to be i don't know if i want to be a wedding planner because that's stressful but i'd love for people to just be like hey i'm thinking this for my wedding do you like it i'd be like yeah (laughs) like a wedding consultant i don't know and then (laughs) for babies just like uh, i don't know like i I teach people how to make their babies laugh or something i don't know i just really like babies (laughs) you you could be a little like wedding photographer nursery photographer like for baby's first photo shoot that is a good that's that's a good one that's a good career that's what i would want to do (laughs) my friend used to do photography at a department store and she was always the best at making the babies laugh she's so good with babies so i would think of her when i think of that (laughs) what would your job be Okay. I think I would want to do like I wanted I would want to be a florist, but I'd also want to do like a flo- flower shop hybrid bookstore. Like I could design bouquets for people who were like also buying books and I could coordinate like the so the aesthetics of the book, I could make them like coordinate with the flower bouquet. So yeah. we could all design together. So it would be like if you needed like a very specific type of gift. And I could be like, oh, you want this? You want a floral design for little mm-hmm. women or something like that? <laughs> It'd be cute. That'd be really cute. But of course, <laughs> listeners, we want to hear your thoughts. What would be your dream rom-com career? What do you think about the movie The Backup Plan? You can slide it to our DMs at Meet Cute. Yes, I've been Mercedes. You can find me at GB 11 And if you're looking for any new rom-coms, follow Meet Cute wherever you listen to podcasts. And follow Meet Cute on socials everywhere. And I'm Kendra. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Kented Hollywood. We will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.